Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Harvard doubles down on gay. They are, they, they are all about gay. Gay's not going away, according to Harvard University. What's up? This is Mark K. Saves the Republic. And that is the big, that is the big story. Uh, you know who's probably kicking themselves? Uh, former president of the University of Pennsylvania, McGill. Because she quit thinking that all three of these uh, clowns that went up and testified in front of Congress were all going to quit. And now, all of a sudden, Claudine Gay is getting support from pretty much everybody at Harvard. We'll get to that story here. Uh, in just a minute. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Thanks for thanks for tuning in to Mark K. Saves the Republic, which we record each and every day and we get out there for you so that you can hopefully enjoy it. And if you do enjoy it, fantastic. Be sure to like, be sure to subscribe, be sure to make sure uh, that you're getting the notifications that they're set so that you can get the podcast delivered every single day. Leave a review because in just a moment, we're going to be reading some reviews. If you don't like the podcast, just quietly go away. <laughs> no hard feelings. No, no harm, no foul. If you're listening to this going, this is a bunch of schlock. Don't feel the need to write anything negative or pop that one star up there. Don't just, just forget this ever happened. Just delete it from your memory and move on to something else. And, um, and we'll just, we'll part as friends. Uh, all right, let me read. So th- we used to do something called Tuesdays Reviews Days, and we did it for a while. And then I think we stopped getting reviews. So we stopped. That's the thing. If you don't get any reviews, you can't read reviews on your podcast. So I think we were um, we got some new ones. So I'm really excited. I'm really excited to read through some of these. If you leave a review, keep listening on Tuesdays because every Tuesday we're going to try to read some of the newer reviews. Um, and you know, uh, it's a it's a way to you know say thank you for your kind words and thoughts and sentiments about this podcast. It's also a way to uh, you know bribe you to leave some reviews because you might hear your name on a future broadcast. The first one is from Lage W. Kelly. Lage W. Kelly, who uh, listens on uh, Apple uh, Podcasts. I look, oh, thankful, it says. I look forward to hearing this show every single day. Loads of excellent talking points. I'm thankful Mark keeps us informed. Well, Lage Kelly, uh, I am so excited that you believe my talking points are excellent. And, uh, and that this is, uh, that, that I keep you informed because that is, those are two of my goals to talk excellently and to keep you informed. So I'm glad I'm hitting the nail on the head. Uh, love bug 1972 wrote, just received your book. Oh, this is like a podcast slash book review. Uh, love the book. It is so classy. I went to my local library to volunteer, to read it. And in my opinion, this Ron and Gavin thing, I think is hilarious. I love California. Oh, and then it goes into a whole thing about California. Uh, I also think they may slip Newsom in last minute as president. So make sure that idea is squashed before it can take hold. 
Love the book I got and the others I got to give as presents. Keep you posted on how well the reading of it freely takes off here. Remember Ashley Babbitt. That's very good. Uh, thank you very much, Love Bug. And I'm so glad that you're volunteering to read this book in the community. That's so nice. I did that on Friday at my church. Uh, so that was fun. Uh, this is Wilkie1313 wrote, I'm glad you are no longer in Canada. <laughs> that makes two of us. Trust in judo, not Justin Trudeau. That's very cute. I like that, Wilkie. Right, there you go. So there's some reviews. Uh, there's some reviews that we've gotten for the past couple of uh, for the past couple of weeks on the podcast. And again, if you leave a review on an upcoming Tuesday episode of Tuesday's Reviews Days, we'll be reading those here on Mark K Saves the Republic. Okay, let's get back to the news. There's two big things I want to talk about. The first thing is how Harvard has doubled down on anti-Semitism. They said, you know what? We like being one of the most anti-Semitic universities in the entire world. We don't, we don't mind at all that not only our student body, but our president doesn't think that calling for the uh, genocide of the Jewish people in Israel and around the globe is bad. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. We know freedom of speech is great, and yes, we have a code of conduct, but it doesn't, it doesn't apply to Muslim American students or pro-Hamas students or anybody who thinks terrorists who slaughter innocent Jews on October 7th after raping them and beheading them and doing terrible, horrible things to them. If, if You know what? That's all protected, and it's not bullying, and it's not against the code of conduct to say uh, death to Israel. Uh, genocide to Israel from the from the river to the sea, Palestine should shall uh, shall be free. Which BT dubs, sorry Keith, is actually code for kill all the Jews. Um, and so this woman Claudine Gay, who's the president of Harvard University, uh, she's been protected. There, they apparently are not going to remove her. There were 500 faculty members who wrote a letter in support. There were a whole bunch of other people at the university. The board apparently, uh, according to the Harvard Crimson, which is still a thing. Um, the Harvard Crimson said that the board has met and they have unanimously stood in support of President Gay. The Harvard Corporation, uh, the university's highest governing body, following the conclusion of the board's meeting on Monday, according to a source familiar with the decision, the corporation will announce the decision in a statement Tuesday morning, according to the source. A university spokesman did not immediately respond to a request from comment. This resolution comes after the board left Gay's fate stuck in limbo as the corporation maintained its de deafening silence for nearly a week while Gay faced enormous backlash and calls to resign over her testimony in a congressional hearing about anti-Semitism. Now, I want you to be very, the, the most important thing about this is the word corporation, the Harvard Corporation. A lot of people don't know this, um, but the word universitas or universidad uh, was from the uh, from the Latin, and it means corporation. It basically means business. These universities are created as businesses, and they are businesses first. And that's why their highest governing board is the Harvard Corporation. I mean, you have to remember that when you think about the whole college process, their whole goal is to make money. And the colleges at the Ivy League level, the Harvards, the Yales, the Princetons, these are the most elite, these are the most stuck up, these are the most expensive 
Um, and they garner the, they've created this image for themselves, which demands a higher price tag. They're like the Louis Vuitton bags of higher education. They're the, they're the Mercedes Benzes or the Aston Martins of, um, of, uh, of collegiate experiences. And that's why they get more money. And that's why they don't offer scholarships. And that's why they're rolling in it. And they get all these grants and everything else. But their whole goal is to sell you a product. And that product isn't an education because there's a lot of stupid people coming out of Harvard. There's a lot of idiots at the, at the University of Pennsylvania. It isn't that they're trying to sell you an education. They don't care if you learn or not. They don't care if you get a good job or not after you uh, leave college. They don't care about any of that. They care that when the, uh, the semester tuition is due, the bursar's office has your check. And if the bursar's office doesn't have your check, you ain't getting your diploma because that's all they're selling. They're selling a piece of paper with their name on it. And they make lots of money doing that. The entire process, in fact, anyone who's, I want you to think about this. Anyone who's ever, uh, you know, my kids are starting to look at colleges and they're starting to apply to colleges and things like that. I'm trying to get them to just start, you know, I'm like, can you just start like a YouTube channel and forget about college? Because let's face it, you could probably learn everything you need to know about life just by starting. <laughs> you, you could go on YouTube and get a full college uh, education, A, for free, and B, a lot faster, and C, uh, probably by a lot more intelligent people, but that's neither here nor there. So if you think about the entire college process, I want you to, I want you to think about this. Let's take a university like Harvard. If you want to apply to Harvard, apply to Harvard. You have to say, uh, here's my application. Oh, here's my $100 application fee. Okay. $100 application fee. How many students apply to Harvard every year? Probably about 100,000. Okay. 100,000 students apply to Harvard. Maybe it's less. Maybe it's, let's say it's, uh, let's say it's 80,000. Okay. In fact, you know what? I'm going to Google it quickly just to uh, make sure how many students apply to Harvard each year. I don't want to be, I don't want to be accused of fake news or whatever else. I was way off. So in 2022, 43,000 students, okay. 43,000 students applied to Harvard. So if you take 43,000 times $100 per application, that is 4.3 million dollars so before and they don't they only let in like something ridiculous like four percent of those students so the majority of that 4.3 million dollars is coming from students who never go to the university because they're not allowed in they're told no but the money state you don't you don't get the money back if you don't get into harvard pff, your 100 dollars is gone think about that right off the bat before they even send out a single letter saying yes you can come to harvard Yes, we accept you to come to Harvard. Yes, you can come here and pay us an additional $70,000 a year. Before they do any of that, they get $4.3 million on applications alone, the majority of which just nobody, they just disappear. And, and none of those kids get to actually experience the Harvard experience. So remember, these are corporations. And that's why it's interesting to me that the Harvard Corporation would allow Claudine Gay to stay and not send her ass away. Because the, uh, and, and this, is, this is the problem with woke corporations. They believe that the people that work there, they believe that the people that go there, they believe that that is their, that is their, their customer base. They believe that, that, is, um, the, oh, that those are the people that, that, that run the joint. When really it's the opposite. Just like any other corporation, they are, they're in a competitive marketplace and they need to attract new consumers. And, and it's a twofold problem for them because, not, <clears throat> pardon me, 
First of all, a lot of students who may have applied to Harvard and UPenn aren't going to apply there because of the anti-Semitic stance that they've taken and the anti-Semitic president that they've kept in place. The second thing is they get a lot of money from rich alumni and there's more rich alumni than there are. Um, there's more rich Jewish alumni from Harvard University than there is current rich students who are pro Hamas at uh, Harvard University. So down the road, the money's going to dry up for Harvard um, and it's going to be and it's going to be all the Harvard corporation's fault because they didn't take action on President Gay. But again, I don't care. I didn't go to Harvard. None of my family goes to Harvard. Nobody in my family wants to go to Harvard. Uh, so so they let them implode. Um, that's totally fine. But it is interesting to remember that all of these universities are businesses. And the University of Pennsylvania acted, I believe, in the interest of their business community or of their student body, whereas Harvard is not. But again, Harvard believes they are better than you. They believe they're the number one institution in the country. They believe they're better than UPenn. They believe they're better than MIT. They believe they're better than Israel. And they believe they're better than Congress, especially congressional Republicans. These liberal elitists at Harvard are not going to let Elise Stefanik embarrass their president. In fact, think about what they're doing. They're doubling down on their support for this woman after she went into Congress and said, eh, genocide against Jews. It depends on the context. In what context is, hey, let's kill all the Jews ever, ever an acceptable. I mean, give me one example of context where that would be an appropriate statement. I don't. Uh, I don't think you could find, unless you're doing like a, unless you're doing a, a autobiography of Adolf or a biography of Adolf Hitler. I don't think that's ever going to be, I don't think that's ever going to be something that's in context. So anyway, we're going to keep following this. I don't believe that she's going to stick around. I think that, I think that there's, uh, you know, Alan Dershowitz has spoken out. I believe there's going to be other Harvard alumni who speak out. I believe there's going to be other repercussions. There may be even more uh, hearings at the House of Representatives. And I don't think she's going to, I don't think she's going to weather this storm. And I hope she doesn't. Um, something else, though, that I wanted to talk about happened yesterday, right at the end of the show yesterday. We got breaking news that Jack Smith, who is the uh, the special counsel in charge of prosecuting Donald Trump for crimes that don't exist. This guy went to the Supreme Court and he asked them for a he filed a hearing and he wanted the Supreme Court to rule quickly on whether or not he said he wanted the Supreme Court to rule quickly on whether or not. They uh, the that Donald Trump was immune from prosecution. Donald Trump and his lawyers have argued that because Donald Trump was president of the United States and because part of his job as president of the United States is to enforce the law and protect the uh, country from any kind of voter fraud or any kind of fraudulent elections. While while uh, he was investigating with his staff what went on um, in the election of 2020, while he was investigating the results and, and filing lawsuits. And, and trying to figure out if this election was truly on the up and up. All of that was in the that was in the purview of his presidency. That was his job. He was literally doing his job. He can't be prosecuted for that. Well, um, Jack Smith said, mm, you know what? Uh, I, I don't think that's true. I want to make sure that I interfere in this election as much as possible. So he went to the court, uh, the Supreme Court, because what happened was the judge ruled. OK, so there was a motion okay, that said Donald Trump filed this motion. And the motion said, I was president. I was doing my job. This court, you need to, you need to dis dismiss this because none of this is actually a crime. Uh, the judge, Tanya Chutkin, said, no, this can go on. So then Donald Trump took this to the appeals court. And Jack Smith knew that if it went to the appeals court, it would be a drawn out process. It would eventually get to the Supreme Court. They would have to decide. And it could be months and months and months before that happens. And he wants Donald Trump, he wants his election 
interfered with in the elections coming up next year, less than a year away. He needs to make sure that he, he fast tracks everything that's going on with this Donald Trump trial so that he can, he can put the nail in Donald Trump's coffin, but for good. And so he bypassed the appeals court. He went right to the Supreme Court and said, hey, guys, do you mind uh, hearing this? Forget the appeals court. We're just going to jump. We're going to leapfrog that. It's, it's unprecedented. It's never been done. People don't do that. They don't go right to the Supreme Court. And, and will you hear this? Will you hear Donald Trump's appeal? Will you make a ruling on whether or not, as president of the United States, he was just doing his job? The second part of that is the idea of double jeopardy. Because, you know, in this country, you can't be, you can't be tried for the same crime twice. For example, if I murdered somebody, or let's say if Hannah murdered me, because she's always accusing to do that. If Hannah murdered me and we tried her and she was found not guilty, then she's not, she's innocent of murdering me. And then later on, if someone's like, wait, I found new evidence, tough noogies. You had your chance. You didn't do the, uh, you didn't do your due diligence. Um, you can't just keep trying somebody for the same crime over and over again. Once they're innocent, they're innocent. Uh, luckily she hasn't murdered me yet, but you know, she is hormonal. And uh, when the baby comes back, she'll be sleep deprived. So that could happen. That could happen. I just know this. I did not suicide myself. I just like to put that out there right now. So uh, the Supreme Court immediately answered, which is weird for the Supreme Court. They're not known for their, you know, expediency. They're not like the fastest group of individuals in the world. Uh, and they, they announced yesterday that they are going to they are going to take up whether or not to hear Jack Smith's case or Jack Smith's request. So they're not saying they're going to rule on whether or not Donald Trump was just doing his job or if he can be tried. What they're going to do is they're going to do, decide whether or not to hear the argument about whether Donald Trump uh, should be released or these charges should be dropped because Donald Trump was just doing his job. So they're saying, look, we hear that you want us to hear this. We're going to talk about it. We're going to see if we even want to hear it. And if we want to hear it, then we will. But that'll be at a later date. It's still going to be long and drawn out. But it does take out the appeals process. I believe because the Supreme Court is the Supreme Court. And I believe that we do have some staunch conservatives and some constitutionalists still on the court. We've got Gorsuch. We've got um, we've got Clarence Thomas. You know, we've got uh, what's her name? Uh, Amy Coney Barrett. We've got Samuel Alito. We've got some good. I mean, John, what's his name? John Roberts, depending on what side of the bed he wakes up on. He's either a conservative constitutionalist or, or not. Uh, but I believe we have enough people on the Supreme Court that are going to go, look, we have a process. And we don't care who you are. We don't care who the defendant is. We don't care what you think. The process is there's an appellate court. The appellate court process is what we've set up in this country. So if you don't like what the judge ruled on, you got to go to the appellate court. And then if you don't like what the appeals court says, then you've got to come to us. And Donald Trump deserves the same exact pro. And if it lengthens the, the trial time, so be it. But Donald Trump deserves what every other American deserves. And the Supreme Court wouldn't piggyback or jump over or leapfrog. Is that what it is? What's the term? I'm like, it's not piggyback. That'd be totally different. It's leapfrogging. They wouldn't leap, leapfrog the appellate course for anyone else. Um, they shouldn't do it for this scenario. But they did. The interesting thing is how quickly they did come back. They came back yet the same day. And they said uh, that they will. The court is agreeing not to take up the case now. It's agreeing to move very quickly in deciding whether to take up the case at this juncture before the Court of Appeals. Donald Trump's team, incidentally, has till December 20th to respond to the Supreme Court. Uh, Donald Trump released a statement because that's what he does, because he's good at that. Uh, and he wrote, Crooked Joe Biden's henchman, deranged Jack Smith, is so obsessed with interfering in the 2024 presidential election 
with the goal of preventing President Trump from retaking the Oval Office as the president is poised to do, that Smith is willing to try for a Hail Mary by racing to the Supreme Court and attempting to bypass the appellate process. Deranged may need to be reminded that the Supreme Court has not been kind to him, including by handing down a rare unanimous rebuke when the court overturned him 8-0 in the McDonald case. As President Trump has said over and over again, this prosecution is completely politically motivated. This is There is absolutely no reason to rush this sham to trial except to injure President Trump and tens of millions of his supporters. Uh, that's from a Trump spokesperson yesterday. So look, the election interference is strong with Jack Smith. The, uh, the idea or the mandate by the left to interfere in the election as quickly as possible is driving Jack Smith and so many of these other Democrats. They're looking at the poll numbers. Think about this. I want you to think about this because yesterday we, 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 uh, we played the clip on the poll numbers. Donald Trump is dominating in Iowa. He will be the nominee. There's no stopping him. He has a majority of support in Iowa, 51%. None of the other candidates break double digits. Uh, maybe Ron DeSantis, but they, he's got, doesn't matter. The majority of people in Iowa want Donald Trump. New Hampshire, he's dominating. South Carolina, he's dominating. In Florida, the home of Ron DeSantis, he's dominating. In South Carolina, the home of Nikki Haley, same thing. Donald Trump, it looks like, not only will be the nominee, but is going to wipe the floor with every other candidate. There's no reason for anyone to stay in the race. It's going to be a bloodbath. Then, when you look at the, the polls on a national level, Donald Trump is, de is demolishing Joe Biden. In Michigan, 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 a blue state, he has a 10-point lead over Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. Incidentally, the same night that these polls came out or the same day that these polls came out, that's when Jack Smith rushed to the Supreme Court and said, please, please help me, help me end Donald Trump because Joe Biden is a mess. Joe Biden is a weak individual. Joe Biden is not going to be the savior of the Democrat Party. So what we need to do is we need to figure out another way to keep Donald Trump off the ballot so that our party can have a fighting chance. It's no coincidence that this happened the same day Donald Trump's poll numbers came out as super dominant, not just in the primary, but in the general election. Anyway, we'll be following the story along faux show. If you have not yet gotten a copy of my book, The Untold Story of Christmas, please do. Um, because not only is it a great story, as you heard from some of the reviews, it's inspirational. It's all about Jesus. And there's a free gift in the back. I'm not going to show you what it is, but you can go to the back of the book and get a free gift. And that's something I'm very, very Excited about as well. The untold story of Christmas.com is the website address. The untold story of Christmas.com. Go there, get yourself a copy. Uh, we'll mail it out. We'll get it to you before Christmas, no problem. And uh, in the meantime, don't forget to like and share and subscribe to this podcast so you keep getting it every single day because every single day there's something new happening. There's some new dastardly deed that the Democrats are trying to do so that they can so that they can thwart Donald Trump, so they can keep you from having the leadership in the White House that you want, that you deserve, that this country needs, um, and so that they can destroy our country slowly but surely to the point where it's irrevocable. We can't let that happen, and we won't let that happen because every single day we come together just like this, and we talk, and we discuss, and we plan, and then we execute. And in, in 2024, we're all going to do it. They think they got us. They don't. We're all coming together, folks, and we are going to save the republic.